Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach podcast. Happy Monday if you're listening to this when it comes out and happy any other day if it is that day of the week that you are tuning in to Shelby and I. We're stoked to be in your ear this morning and we have a a really cool client-inspired episode that a lot of you are going to dig. I can just feel it. And the title of it's awesome. And then we'll kind of dive into what that actually means. And it's inviting you to lean into the cringe. I wonder how many people just cringed hearing the word cringe. <laughs> it's just a good word for the whole thing. It's a good yeah. word. word it's like, uh, you know how some people have like trigger words like, sorry team, but like the word moist, how people are like, oh, like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't hear it. I feel like cringe kind of like falls into the same category. Yeah. Like it's, it elicits a visceral response whenever you hear it, feel it, read it. Um, and we're just going to talk a lot about being cringy yeah. for like the next 30 minutes. So you've been warned if you don't want to be here, <laughs> now's the time to, to opt out. Um, yeah, I think it can be helpful maybe to like mm, define cringe a little bit of like yeah. giving some context to what we're going to be exploring today. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's all sorts of different cringe moments, but like things that come to mind in like scan my past before entrepreneurship was like being a freshman in high school and going to the senior party and like knocking on the front door to be let in for the first time was so cringy. Um, Like there's so many moments where, uh, you know, you, you put your foot in your mouth that you feel awkward, that you feel unstable, that you're, you have sweaty pits and, and you just, I mean, your whole first year of nursing when you were just constantly not knowing what you were doing there's this element of just discomfort. And in entrepreneurship, especially in our method and our course, we tell you exactly how to get what you want, but there are cringe moments along the way. And we find there's two types of nurse coaches, the ones that lean into the cringe, get it over with, and the ones that spend all their time, energy, focus, money on trying to outwit the cringe and walk around it. And it doesn't work. No. Womp womp. It doesn't work. Ugh. Like, I can't hardly even watch reality TV because I have such a low tolerance <laughs> for, like, watching cringe, you know? And uh, it's so hard for me. 
But there is there is a tolerance for my own cringe, right? Because like I feel the the things that I'm cringy about or that I can't stop talking about or all of all of that. Um like they're important to me. So of course I'm not going to shut up about it, you know? Like I I've but in the beginning it definitely didn't feel that way. In the beginning it was definitely putting up Facebook posts and being like, oh, did that even make sense to anybody who read it? Like, is there someone reading that Facebook post that is feeling secondary cringe on my behalf? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was um, it was big. And now it is easier. And uh, I want to maybe offer some encouragement here that, like, there are times where I feel uncomfortable for sure. Like, in, even in our business now. But it is hardly ever cringe. Yeah. Like the the capacity is so much bigger than it used to be. So it does get better if you if you do some reps around this. It does yeah. get easier. You start to care less and it's not as consuming. Um, but it's necessary for growth, right? I think cringe is a really good way to keep you small. Yeah. Yeah, it is the invisible wall that it registers in your body as a very uncomfortable feeling and you the entrepreneur the aspiring nurse coach you has to make a decision to either lead forward onto your toes or to come back onto your heels and we encourage you and we do this all the time in mentorship to lean in and I recently was coaching somebody about this it's like what's the next thing you need to do in your business that is so cringy and like that's a really great tool to find the next probably most important step in the success of the client Mm -hmm. At least in the first six months. I don't know that, that that's necessarily true at other stages, but in the beginning, when you have a new self-concept, when you're not used to being visible, when you're afraid of sa- selling, you're afraid of being salesy, you don't want to be weird. There's so many things we're up against and we have to lean through that feeling over and over again. And the faster we do it, proposals, workshops, posts, whatever it is, uh, the faster that we do it, the more result we have because we grow faster. Mm-hmm. Like growth is on the other side of that feeling. That everything yeah. that you desire is on the other side of that feeling. And so then you have a decision as a nurse coach. Is that feeling bigger than the dream? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think that also too, that like being able to have a business that is so close to your heart. It's so personal, right? Like it's so important. For me, this dream of being a nurse coach meant so much more to me than like being a bedside nurse ever did because it was so infused with who I am. And I I just, yeah, I cared so much more about it. So then there was this like perceived path that everything was going to feel magical and wonderful all of the time. Uh-huh. That like every goal was going to feel like hard, but somehow good, you know, of like there would be, um, I don't know, just like less hard lessons along the way because it was my path, right? That the, the, the heavens have parted the sea for me. And because Shelby has chosen to walk in her heart aligned space, then uh, barriers will be removed or feelings would be removed. And, Oh my gosh, if that is just not the exact opposite. Yeah. Then then what's happened, right? Like there's being a business owner, being a coach, being in the personal development world, you are kind of like looking actively looking for like okay, what makes me uncomfortable and how can I get better at it? Yeah. Cuz if if we avoid 
tough feelings, if we avoid the cringe, if we avoid whatever, then like, sure, we can like filter it into the closet for a little bit, but it's going to come out. Yeah. Eventually. You're going to have to deal with it eventually. Like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You have to create like a different relationship and different way of engaging with it so that I think our initial, and this would be for me, I'll speak personally, but my initial response to the cringe is like, danger, danger, you're you're going to do something dangerous. Like your safety is not guaranteed if you trespass against this line, whatever this line is. For me, it was proposals. It was proposals. Mm. It was saying the dollar amount. It was like doing the way that my first business coach taught me how to do it. Like that felt so cringy and so intense. And I would find every way that I could to not do it the way that she I was taught, like to send it mm-hmm. by email or just to send the invoice. Like, don't worry, I'll just send you the invoice. Um, and I, le- I lost a lot of money and, and didn't help a lot of people because of that, because that mm-hmm. version of Laura didn't lean in and through. Had I known that when that feeling arose in my body, that, that I had two choices and that the choice to lean forward was the best way to lean instead of perceiving it as danger or that something has gone wrong or I'm just not good at this or they're probably as uncomfortable as I am. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's like, let that almost be like a touch point. Oh, I feel so cringy. I hear Laura's voice. Lean forward. Just I can do it. You know, like that's what's required, I think. And I also, for all of you that are trauma informed, that do somatic work, like I also understand that's not always 100% possible. So it's not mm-hmm. always just resistance. Sometimes it's literally life is lifing. You, you don't your nervous system doesn't have the capacity like it's just a little bit too much and so there's also space to explore with a mentor around that because we can heal some mm-hmm. of that to create more capacity for you to have that choice to, to lean in totally absolutely yeah i think you touched on something important i kind of want to expand on of that like the discomfort the cringe the ick isn't always a sign that something is going wrong Right. And I think for new entrepreneurs, you know, we're like we have our 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 baby legs underneath us and we're walking. And the first time that the ground shakes underneath you, it's kind of like your instinct to hit the floor and to not do anything and to freeze and be like, all right, what was wrong? How How is the process wrong? And how do I need to change the process to make the process feel better? Yeah. It's like, no, babe, the process is the process. We can put whatever, whatever shade on it, but still the process. How can you build space, inner space, more tolerance for discomfort around the process? That is your work, right? Um, It's every coach ever has to learn how to propose as to learn how to sell. There's no reality that exists as a new coach where you put up a website and someone pays you $1,500. Right. Coaching. Never having met you, never having a powerful experience with you, not understanding what it's like to work with you. There is no reality no. that that exists. So we have to learn the skill. And there's a whole bunch of like different tools mm-hmm. and different Different things that we get to pull to make it feel good. I was just even talking with a mentee earlier this morning um, about redefining the process in a way that feels in highest alignment for her. And it's a, the same flavor of what we teach, right? With just like a little a little bell over here and a whistle right. over here. And like 
the process is still the process, right? Um, but it is so easy. I think that this is like where radical self-ownership and responsibility comes into. It's so easy to be like, well, that didn't work. So it's the thing's fault. Yeah. And not like it's like process. We gotta we gotta like turn the mirror back on ourselves a little bit here too. We have to it can't in, in the world of entrepreneurship, it's always on you to figure out, even if the process is messed up, yeah. but it's still on you to figure it out. <laughs> I love to make things nursey. And what's coming to mind is that if you've worked in the hospital and you've worked multiple different jobs in the hospital on different floors, there is a process for admitting a patient. Mm-hmm. And every patient admission is totally different. And every floor is a totally different thing, but it's still the process. Like you can't be a nurse on the floor and not know how to admit a patient. And if we think of like admitting a client into our practice, you can't not learn that and be a coach. Yeah. So then people get hung up on, well, teach me the right way. It's like, well, we're going to teach you a way and your way will be found in some iteration of that way that can only be found Mm -hmm. through trying. And if you can't lean in and through the ick, you'll never find it. And there's like no exception to this rule. And it, it cracks me up in the business coaching world. Everyone's got a secret system. They're basically saying, I'm going to teach you how to do a hospital admission with a red pen. I'm going to teach you how to do a hospital admission with a blue pen. Blue pens are the best. All you need is a blue pen. You know, it's still the exact yeah. same thing. And so just really trusting that when that feeling arises, like, oh, just be like, oh, awesome. Laura and Shelby said, this is it. If I can and I'm able, I'm going to lean in here and this is the path forward. And I can be certain that this, I am on the right path. Like let the, the the cringe, let the ick be the signpost that you are on the right path. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not that the sign to slow down or find another path. It is like pick up your speed, walk faster, Mm -hmm. walk faster through it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I can hear and visualize, um, our perfectionists that are tuning in to this podcast, mm-hmm. just like writhing on the other side of this podcast. And I, I want to encourage you guys a little bit here of, of you are going to get so many things wrong the first time and the second time. And the 10th time. And the, and yeah, like there's, there's, we have to give you permission to be and feel icky and to be bad at something and not inherently great at it, right? I think most people tuning into this podcast likely have some sort of an eight coaching skill, yeah. right? And then there's all of these other things on top of it that make a coaching business even possible. Um, so it's like, okay, you got the most important part you got your sea legs. You you know how to coach. You can you can coach a person. All of the other things we still need to learn, like how to how to connect with people, how to invite people, how to set up a a sales conversation, and how to propose and navigate resistance. Like these are all additional skills that you're going to learn, and they're all things that you are probably not going to be wonderful at. Yeah. For like six months. Yeah. Laura and I also went through this phase too, to where we were not good at proposals and sales. And we also tried to change the process by going and buying leads. And, you know, like (laughs) we did weird stuff too. I'm not, I'm not coming from like a, we did it correctly the first time. We definitely did weird shit along the way um, just to do anything to make it easier. Uh, But the the point of mistakes is to be able to learn from them, right? It's just like, okay, how, how quickly can we fall and get back up and keep walking. Like the how how 
we are here to learn, not beat yourself up from the mistakes. Yeah. And that's that's allows us to travel greater distances in our in our business. Yeah, the like there's these pitfalls of trying to seek the easy way out. And most of the time, unless you have a mentor, you don't even know that you're doing it. Like from the mm-hmm. surface, it seems like you're working in your business. And I know that we talk about this and we we harp about it and we drive it home. But I also heard that you guys like that we repeat the really important themes over and over <laughs> again, because sometimes it takes <laughs> hearing us say it a hundred times. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. So I'm hoping um, for those more seasoned listeners that this doesn't make your eyes roll. But um, growth requires effort. It requires perseverance. It requires leaning into the cringe. It requires trusting a process and not um, straying from that process the minute that it feels like it's not working. It means not blaming it on your client. Oh, they're just not ready. Oh, they're just not ready for coaching. Oh, they just don't have money. Oh, they just don't have time. Oh, they're buying a house. Um, that's like a really easy out for our brain. It's like, oh, it's not my fault. I don't have any skills I have to approve upon. I'm not even going to watch my proposal video because it's she just wasn't ready for change. I ask mm-hmm. our mentees, I'll say, do you think if I got on the call, I could have sold them into coaching? Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll be like, maybe. I'm like, then that means they might be ready for coaching. The minute that we assign this judgment that somebody's not ready, doesn't have the money, doesn't have the time, we buy into their story. We take this easy way out. Yeah. Like we're like, we're not going to lean in. We're going to abandon. We're just going to abandon you mm-hmm. on this journey. We took you to this point as your guide, but we're afraid of heights. So we're going back down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Sherpa on the planet. <laughs> oh, I was the worst Sherpa. I was like the Sherpa that was like, oh my gosh, I'll totally get you like a, a pink fuzzy colored bag and help you get up. But as soon as you start having any difficulty, I'm going to run down the mountain. <laughs> because I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was in a coaching container once and they, they made us like they, we had little groups and they wanted us to come up with like a group name. And our group name was the Sherpas. And I am just (laughs) dying laughing right now. It's a full circle moment. Yeah. Full (laughs) circle moment. But the proposal process is so like you're exchanging trust the whole time mm-hmm. along the way, right? Like we're spending hours with people, building this trust, building this dynamic, building rapport. And wow, what a shitty moment to abandon somebody in when they're when they're like being honest and vulnerable and um, being like, oh, the usual path forward isn't there anymore. So I guess we just have to turn around and go down. Like, no, y'all, come on. Yeah. Like we we get to we get to figure it out. We get to figure it out. And um yeah, this is when I know we... that this is a little harsh, but I've I've felt this way on sales calls before. And I'm like, damn it, I really let them down on that call. Yeah. You know, like I've done it. I've done it. That's the point. Like that cringe points when you lean in. Imagine yourself as a Sherpa on a path. When you lean in, you whisper and be like, this next part. It's kind of creepy, but I've got you, right? Like it's like the part the weird part of the journey. It's like it's the part mm-hmm. of the journey that that a lot of people and if your practice is healthy that 66% of your proposals will opt out of. Um yeah. but you expect it. Nothing has gone wrong, right? And we try to find the easier softer way in so many other ways in our business and almost always by avoiding discomfort, we delay our growth. 
And by delaying our growth, we prolong the process. And the longer we prolong the process, the higher our chances of quitting are. So it's really like the that is the circulating virus in the new coach community is um, the virus of, of avoiding discomfort for too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was um, so I'm reading this book right now. Shout out to Adam Grant. He's like a pretty big deal, I suppose. But this is the first book by him I've ever read. And uh, he's he gives the example of, of he he's talking about people who achieve great things mm-hmm. and about how they're not born with like an innate talent. They usually have to learn this talent. They dedicate a lot of time and energy to their craft. Um, but and he's highlighting in the book about how um, it's not about your ability to like do math and your reading scores. It's more about how how well can you learn? How well can you be a sponge? How well can you pivot and and learn from your mistakes? And have you ever heard of the term polygot by chance? No. It's I know it's a quite a mouthful, but it's people who can speak multiple languages, like six, seven, eight languages with ease. You know, they they can just pick up a new language within like 48 hours and they're speaking, you know, Russian or something crazy. And he was interviewing polygots because he was convinced that like they had a a gene that allowed them to be polygots. And what he actually learned from talking to um, a few of them is that most of them struggled to learn languages when they were kids. Like they had a hard time learning Spanish and they gave up many times. And in the two people he interviews, he, he highlights that they eventually just learned just enough to start. They stopped studying the languages. They stopped conjugating verbs. They stopped doing flashcards and they just like moved to Spain and lived there for three months and went out and put themselves in the community. And they just learned to speak Spanish because they had to. Right. And then they went to Russia and then they went to Italy. And then like you're, so you're building the skill of learning, not necessarily like having a process to learn the language, but you're building the skill of learning, being uncomfortable, talking to humans, messing up. He gives some really funny examples about how they use the wrong words in different countries, which was hilarious. But um, he's like, they can just learn really fast. And that's what makes them polygots. They don't have like the polygot gene. They have the skill of learning. And that is what I hope highlights so much in our mentorship is like, yeah, we're going to give you all the tools, but like how right. fast can we be the sponge and inhale and filter and be like, this is it. This is not it. I learned this from this encounter. And like, that's the growth that yes. we're here. That's such a good perspective. Like I'm thinking of what I thought I needed when I graduated was I thought I needed the a course just to tell me what to do. Because if I could just do the doings and it have the success And so that would be like buying the Spanish book and reading it and hoping that I'd learn as opposed to like hiring a mentor and going to fucking Spain. Excuse all the F words today. (laughs) We are, I I have strep throat as I'm recording this. So I'm going to blame it on the medication. The medication is making me a little loose with the F bombs. So earmuffs for any kids. Yeah, it's (laughs) a... You can see the difference, right? It's like, yeah, we can like theoretically learn Spanish. But who cares if you theoretically learn Spanish? Can you get me directions right. in Spain if we get lost? <laughs> you know, like um, my dad. So fun fact, I was actually born in Spain. Um, and my dad tells this really funny story of I'm a baby and we're leaving SeaWorld in Spain. Like we're leaving the parking lot. And my dad, 
my mom were in the military. They flew over my mom's like 1967 red Mustang and they're driving out of the parking lot. And my dad was like asking where the exit is. And I think exit in Spanish. Oh, Rob's going to kill me. He's like fluent, but is like whatever salad and exit in Spanish are really close together. So my dad is asking the Spaniard like, where is the exit? But he's actually asking, where is the salad? <laughs> and the Spaniard is like, what the hell are you talking about? And my dad is yelling, ¿Dónde está la salada? Like, he's just like yelling at it. <laughs> I'm like, we all need to have the confidence of my dad yelling at the SeaWorld parking lot attendant of like, where is the salad, please? Instead of where is the yeah. exit? You just have to like, and like, that's cringy AF, you know, like that's that's leaning into... Just going for it and and being willing to be wrong. We see this. This is like another great segue to like the nurse coaches that identify as forever learners. And it's just like cert after cert after Mm. cert after cert. And it's like I've learned so much from certifications and I've applied so little. All of like my actual foundational coaching skills have been from watching other coaches coach other people, from being coached by more experienced coaches myself and through it with the hours under my belt. And the certifications mm-hmm. give context to the process, but the certifications did not give me the competency at all. And right. so we, a lot of times people will um, get out of cert, they'll lean into the cringe, or they'll go to have the cringy moment three or four times, and then their brain says, it's just because you don't know enough, go get another cert. Yeah. Or it's just because you don't know enough, go to nurse practitioner school. It's just because you don't know enough, go to fill in the blank. And... Mm-hmm. um. There's nothing wrong with learning, but then you have to ask yourself, like, well, who are you learning to serve or are you learning for self? Right. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people quit, mm-hmm. too. That's that's a, that's an, an easy exit hobby, point, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's way more expensive than like a vacation to Italy. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is for sure. Yeah. I always say uh, mentorships, uh, an investment to reap the benefit of every cert that you've ever taken. Finally, it's the, finally get your <laughs> ROI. It's like you're cashing, you're going up to the casino and you've got like I, all these chips. Give me my money. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. cash this out energetically. And and also all your yeah. years in nursing and, um, you know, cashing out is is fun. It's fun to see that happen. It's fun to get your first paid client. Like it's, it makes the mm-hmm. ick so much more tolerable and the cringe so much less big when we get a taste for what's on the other side of, of getting a paid client. I just had a, a mentee message me this morning, the most beautiful message that just warmed my heart. And she did a proposal yesterday and it was a uh, resounding yes. And this was like ending a dry spell that we'd had a lot of tears about. And I'm just like, oh, aren't you so glad? Aren't you so glad that you didn't give up? And she's like, it's all worth mm-hmm. it. I'm like, yeah, it's all worth it in this moment. It's yeah. all worth it in this Hold moment. on to this Hold one. on to it. Yeah. <laughs> or just Hold at least today. On. Yes, 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 yes. It's, um, it reminds me of that phrase of like, don't quit on your worst day, mm. quit on a good day. Yeah. Right? Of like. If you really actually want to quit, then like quit after you sign your next paid client. Right. right. And see see if that's true. See if it's true. And um, it very well may be, but I have not met a nurse coach yet that has ever quit after signing a client. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, yeah, I still feel like garbage. I'm still, that's it for me. I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, 
Oh, gosh. It reminds me of all of the moments for myself like that. I was like, to where you just get so frustrated and you're like, God, what do I need to do next? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And then and then you like, then you sign the client or then you have a really good client session and then you're like riding this intense high and man, it's like a just a really intense, it's intense. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole experience is very intense. And uh, I was actually talking about this. I got coached this morning um, and I was talking about tension, like this attention that I'm experiencing and like I'm I've gotten so much better at navigating this tension in all areas of my life. But where I'm still struggling a little bit is whenever the tension has to be extended. Like whenever the tension lasts for like two, three, four, five, six weeks, um, to not and to where tension for me used to like be all consuming, right? If I needed to have a difficult conversation or something felt unresolved or whatever, that was all consuming for me. And it is less now, but it's like, dude, the tension is still going to exist here. It's it's always going to be. That's part of life. So it's not like how does Shelby figure out the magical antidote for the tension? It's like, who does Shelby need to be to sit with the tension and have more inner capacity for the tension so that it doesn't like overtake my day-to-day life, yeah. you know, knowing that I'm probably just in the beginning of uncomfortable conversations, you know, like that's probably the reality of it. And so how do I relate to this tension differently? Because the way that I'm relating to it now is still exhausting, albeit better than it ever has been. Those are the kind of questions I want to like leave you guys with here is if we can acknowledge that the entrepreneurship has high highs and low lows and the highs like keep fuel in the tank like how do you relate to the low, mm-hmm. right? How do you relate to the cringe? How can, who who are you choosing to be here? Um, I think is like the more the deeper question. Yeah, it's if the cringe is like a contraction for all you women who've given birth. If cringe is the contraction, it's the choice to either let the contraction do the work or to fight it and have it hurt more and take longer. It's so similar. Like there's just this element of like, it's getting intense. I'm feeling it get intense. I'm going to surrender to the intensity right on through and trust what's on the other side is going to be awesome. And I think that helps me now. It's like difficult conversations, big decisions. It's like, well, either I'm going to make this decision or have this conversation and it's going to go better than I can imagine, or it's going to teach me a lesson that's going to make me better than I can imagine. Those are the only two possible outcomes. Mm -hmm. And if we can relate to the cringe from that state, which is easier than said than done, but helpful. I had a call with my coach this morning, so I'm I'm deep in the goodness of that. Um, <laughs> he'll feel me for the next four or five days. You know, that's really helpful too, is just to consistently change your shift the way that you're being around it. Doesn't make it go away, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It just means that you kind of I mean, if it's the storm coming to you, kind of like smile at it and say, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Whatever. I got it. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. I'm curious what is coming up for folks listening. Yeah. I'd love to know. Um, These types of episodes that we record tend to be very well-timed for our active mentees. Like I, <laughs> I will hear about this all week on our coaching calls. Um, It's my favorite. And yeah. And they're like, you, you, you called me out. And I'm like, 
not specifically. No, there was like a, you know, I was calling myself out first. And then, yeah, all of you get sucked into the call out with me. Yeah. Um, I know. I'll always be like, I'm, I'll be like, like, Laura, listen to the podcast. And then I had this epiphany or whatever. And this thing happened. And I'm like, haha, it's all working <laughs> according to Shelby and I's plan. <laughs> uh, I had a client the other day that was like, I was listening to another podcast. And I was like, the nerve of you listening to another podcast that's not ours. Like, how dare you? Um, but as always, team, we greatly appreciate you tuning in here. And um, the podcast continues to be something that's so much more fun and exciting. And like, how many episodes deep are we into this? A lot? Yeah. In fact, is this 111? Yeah, man. Ooh. Yeah. This is going to be 111. Nuts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So I have a call to action for 111. If you've been listening to us for a while and you haven't rated us or subscribed or or left a review, we would love that. That's like the magical currency of podcasting. It's I mean, you probably hear mm-hmm. it all the time on YouTube. Hit subscribe, like, whatever. So we're we're asking yeah. you to do the same if you're able to. If this brings value into your life, we'd love to to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you may notice a a shifting. I think I spoke to this a little bit in a couple episodes ago about how we're going to be um, playing with a little ads for our own stuff on here. Um, so you might hear a little jingle jangle and a different <laughs> like uh, a different little intro or an outro. Um, but it's really we're just going to be speaking more into the mentorship and about our workshops, and we're trying out a new thing called dynamic ads. So. For all you fellow podcasters out there, check that out. But we're we're excited about it. And um, yeah, thanks for sticking around for 111 episodes. That feels special. I'm, I'm so excited that it's still exciting, even <laughs> after 111 episodes. Yeah, next one's 222, baby. We got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right guys. guys. Have a great rest of your Monday. Come find us in the Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.